Hey, Lead the Gen fam. Welcome to season two of the Student Leadership Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us today. We believe that Gen Z students can be incredible leaders in their homes, schools, and churches. And this podcast is all about helping you grow as a leader. Great student leadership is a result of having a great relationship with Jesus. So we also want to help you deepen your faith and understanding of God. If you love this podcast, please do us a favor and write a review and rate it on whatever platform you're listening from. And don't forget to hit subscribe. We'll be dropping new episodes several times a week throughout the school year. And be sure to share it with other amazing student leaders like yourself. This podcast is sponsored by our partner, WorldServe International. WorldServe is addressing the water crisis in Africa, where over 790 million people do not have access to clean drinking water. You and I can be part of solving this crisis. Go to WorldServeintl.org to get started. So get ready. The Student Leadership Podcast starts right now. Hey, students, welcome to another edition of the Student Leadership Podcast. My name is Aaron. I'm here with Gil. What's, What's up, my up man? guys? Good to see you or hear you. I we, can't even do either of those. Actually. I can't those. see or hear you. Yeah. You can hear me, but, but we're to, glad. Yeah, good we're glad here. you're listening. And uh, we're also glad we got an incredible guest who's with us for this episode and one other episode as well. Noah Herring, who is an evangelist, uh, also a bit of a YouTuber and a podcaster based out of Atlanta, Georgia. Noah, what's up? So glad you're with us. What is up, guys? I am honored to be here. Thanks for having me. This is exciting. Uh, we've been wanting to get you on the podcast for a while and I'm glad it worked out. And and also just want to like uh, have the podcast fam celebrate with you and your wife, Noah, because you just had a baby boy and this is exciting. Uh, congratulations. Thank you so much. If, if I look tired, it's because I am. Um, <laughs> but man, I, I've never had less sleep and more joy at the same time. So, so God good. is good. That's so good. That's and, that, you know, we're, we had to like kind of time it out. We had to get you on the podcast like like a month or so after. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. but we, I, I get it. I've been there with the, the lack of sleep. So. Um, hey, we want our audience to get to know you, Gil. Um, what do you got? What do you yeah. got for knowing Okay, today? so this is a different one. So normally I try to like make people feel uncomfortable by picking a this or that kind of thing. Or you know what I mean? Like weird, mm. obscure questions. And this one's definitely weird, but this has to do with my okay. current obsession. So Noah, do you know what MLMs are? Multi, no. uh, multi-layered marketing. It's like your, your classic like pyramid schemes oh, so it's like okay okay you know what i mean like you okay. recruit people oh, you, and that's you how had you make money pyramid scheme yeah so yeah, like yeah. like i don't know like I'm i think in. maybe there's some people on the podcast that are big fans of this but i'm watching a documentary about like lula roe and they're like specifically at mlm that's like getting a lot of flack for okay. so okay so you know what mlms are um yes do you personally know anyone who's ever gotten like lost in the sauce of mlms because I, oh. I don't. I actually don't know anyone personally who's like bought into it, but I'm listening to stories of people who've lost like tens of thousands of dollars, like their life savings, their 401ks, and it's like wild to me. So do you know anyone personally that's gotten lost in that stuff? No, I've, I've, never, I've never heard of that. I mean, I know people who have bought a lot of products from, from MLMs. I even know people who have like sold some stuff in MLMs, but I've never heard like take my bank account stories. <laughs> Dang, I feel like you're out there and I'm trying to find some. I feel like there's some within my sphere of influence or like people that I know and I want to like know the story. You're trying to see how many degrees of separation you have yeah, for literally, people whose yeah, lives have is that, is that what's going on right now? Uh, I, yeah, it sounds a lot more dark when you say it like that, but yeah, more or less. <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, Gil, 
I don't know. We're gonna have no. to. We're gonna have to talk <laughs> we're about that icebreaker question. We're not gonna do that icebreaker question again. <laughs> no, it's all good. We're having a good time, and that's what matters. And so we can all laugh about it. It's cool. Um, Noah, so excited again to have you on the podcast. Love to talk leadership with you, and have you invest in students uh, and youth pastors that are listening right now. Uh, we got some kids that are probably on the bus ride on their way to school. We've got some others that are just kind of chilling and listening to the podcast. Uh, let's talk leadership. You've been doing yeah. a lot. Um, uh, over your lifetime in ministry, working with students, working with young adults, um, and even a lot of even what's on your YouTube channel, a lot of it really um, it hits on a lot of different topics. But I think at the core, a lot of it really kind of has a like kind of a foundation of leadership thoughts. So, what thought do you have for our students that are listening today? All right, so I have a quote from Hall of Famer, uh, the wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts, and the quote is "Coach me like a rookie." Um, a lot of people are familiar with Reggie Wayne, one of the best receivers to ever play in the NFL. And I was listening to an interview that he did, uh, shortly after they came out and said that he was going to be going to the hall of fame. And one of his teammates actually in the interview spoke up and said that in spring training every year, when they're going through drills and they're going through practices and stuff where a lot of the veteran, uh, a lot of the veteran players would kind of skip out or, or go easy during that part of the year. Um, Reggie Wayne was going as hard as possible. And I guess this rookie came up to Reggie Wayne and was like, man, like, like, why are you going so hard? And, uh, and he basically said every year I tell the coaches to coach me like a rookie so that when the season comes around, I'm ready for what it's going to throw my way. Basically coach me hard so that when it matters, uh, what I do will matter. And, um, I think that that principle applies directly to student leadership. There's a ton of really talented students, a, a, a ton of really talented, just people in general who don't feel the need for a coach just because they've got talent or they've got a gift or they've got some sort of, you know, thing that people look up to them for. Um, but I'm always reminded if Michael Jordan had a shooting coach, then I too should have a coach. Come on. You know? <laughs> and so, uh, what does it look like as a follower of Jesus? I think it's really simple. It looks like, um, having someone who's discipling you and you letting them disciple you hard. And so we can break that down. I don't know if, yeah. if, if you want me to stop there, but yeah, so I have, I have a thought I'm going to add to that. So this is, this is Noah, you don't know this about me, but I'm a little bit of a geek. Just, just a little bit. Love the esports world. I probably know that better than the sports world, but the exact principle that you're talking about is one of the things that like a lot of people in the esports world don't have figured out. Like hmm. in, in traditional sports, there's an understanding that as the coach, you don't need to be the best actual, you know, shooter or quarterback or like anything like that. You just need to know how to coach well. And like sure. the players kind of understand that difference. But in like the modern esports scene, it's actually a little bit of a dumpster fire, the coach like person relationship or well, it was a coach uh player relationships because they don't respect the coaches. They're like, oh you're like three mm -hmm. years older than me or five years older than me and I'm better now than you ever were at the game. So what do you have to teach me? And it's like, well there's yeah there's something like there's a there's a something else to that that you're not recognizing. And humility is actually another thing like just kind of tied into that. But let's let's step away from esports and sports for a second. Let's go into the Bible. Um this is a really good a really good student principle or a student leadership principle, excuse me. But where do you see this found in the Bible? Like a story or uh, a, a verse that comes to mind? Well, I think there, there's tons of examples throughout the Bible. I initially always go to Paul and Timothy 
you know, Paul, this just trailblazer for the gospel, wrote most of the New Testament, but he was always discipling Timothy. And and discipling Timothy didn't just look like clapping for him during his wins. I mean, he would get up in Timothy's face when he needed to and correct Timothy. And um, I think that's another kind of part of all this is when you're looking for someone to disciple you as a student leader, you don't want just somebody who's saying yes to you. You don't want just someone who is clapping and applauding what you're doing. You want someone who's going to correct you and make you better. Uh, Jesus said in Matthew 28, verse 18 through 20, go for and make disciples um, of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And you can't make a disciple if you haven't been made a disciple. That's and good. so if, if our goal is, as a student leader is to lead other people to Jesus, you have to be uh, constantly being led to Jesus yourself, which is why I think it's so important. Yeah, I love that. Um, I also want to say, uh, Noah, that you made Gil really happy when he referenced MJ because he's a he's a crazy Jordan fan here. I just so. believe that the the goat should always have some respect put on his name. You know? <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> he's trying Amen. to bait, he's trying to bait me into the debate right now. We'll do that there's, in there the overtime. No, we'll, there's we'll no debate. The there's no debate. Episode. It's just oh, it's pretty sure. clear cut. So uh, Noah, I really love um, the the quote you just dropped. Like you can't make a disciple if you haven't been discipled, and I think. Um, that um man i think that a lot of a lot of times as a student and even as as adults young adults and and even as leaders regardless of maybe how long you've been in the faith and how long one might have been following jesus um it's easy to assume uh that discipleship is happening in our lives it's easy to just think like well i go to church i listen to the sermon i went to the event the you know the the camp the conference whatever so yeah i'm being discipled we kind of look at it in that very like um large picture point of view rather than what you're saying which is a very intentional process of us asking ourselves the question who is discipling me like who is in my life that's really discipling me so i want to go a different direction here um and just ask you this question so like talk about that personally for you what's that been like for you to embrace that process of very intentionally um and in like engaging in the thought process of identifying a person or asking someone even like this is who's going to disciple noah like what has that been yeah. like for you yeah. Well, you know, when I, when I started out and, uh, and was looking for someone to do that, I was about 21 years old. So maybe a little bit older than some of the people listening to this podcast, but a misconception that I had was that I needed to go find someone who was doing exactly what I'm doing or what I want to do that. I needed to go find someone who was preaching the gospel and uh, kind of like what you talked about a minute ago, I needed to find someone who was much better than me or, or had much more success than me or, or, or something like that. Uh, and I think a lot of times students are like, man, I got to find like, uh, the rich Wilkerson junior guy to, to disciple me. And the reality is that's probably not going to happen. I'm never going to say never, but I quickly realized that, uh, what would better suit me is to go find someone who's where I want to be in the other areas of my life. They have a faithful marriage uh, they've been following Jesus for a long time. They continually show up to a local church and serve. They have a healthy family life. They have a, a healthy work life. They have their priorities in the right uh, in the right order. They're 
stewarding what they have financially well. And chances are you can find that person at your local church. If you look hard enough, just, just look for the person. Uh, maybe they're not in the exact lane that you're trying to run in, but in the big general areas of faith, they're just crushing it and they're faithful and they're stewarding things. Well, go find that guy or that girl and just say, Hey, I know you might have a busy schedule. Can you just include me in what you're already doing? Let me be a part of what you're doing. Let me ask you questions. Let me get a glimpse of how you follow Jesus so that I can follow you as you follow him. Yeah. And like the way that, the way that you phrased that, like, I'm going to try to like come alongside what you're already doing and be a part of that. That for me, at least when I work with students or I'm working with people, that for me makes it really easy and really like attractive to like want to work with them. Cause I'm like, Oh, so like if I'm going to home Depot, because I need to like, like get some, I don't need to pick up an ax so I can take down a tree and you're going to do it with me. We can like talk about this stuff. Oh, that feels like great because it, it like kind of like we, I don't know, scratch each other's back and stuff like that. So, yes. So no, can, can I say, can yeah. I say something on top of that? Mm-hmm. I, I think like if you're looking for someone to disciple you, um, and, and you're looking for the quality of, of person that I just described, they're going to be really busy. And they're going to like, their inclination is going to be to say no. And so something that kind of like my little ace in the hole that I've been using in my life is like, if I find someone I really want to be discipled by, look for a problem in their life that you can help solve before you approach them. So like, if you see that, let's just say it's someone who's at your church and they're, they're really busy. They have all this stuff going on, but you see that on Sunday mornings, they get there at an hour before to help serve in the parking lot, go figure out a way you can make their life easier on Sunday mornings. Say, Hey, I'll bring the coffee to the parking lot team. Um, I'll get there early and help you set up so I can ask my questions while we're setting up in the parking lot. So I don't have to get coffee with you during the week and take away from your family time. Look for a problem that you can help solve. They'll be way more open to discipling you. Yeah. That's just good advice right there. Yeah. Now I want to, I want to go back to something you said, Noah, this is, you said like trying to find a coach like Rich Wilkerson Jr. Right. Who's like the, the, the guru that can teach you and teach you everything. I think one of the things that I at least struggled with, um, initially with this idea was, was that, that kind of idea you find one person and they look kind of like the, the end all be all it's the, the snake oil that works. It cures every problem, every ailment that you have. But I, I at least have found like in my life that that's not the way coaches work. Like coaches that are good at some things, even if they're really good at like, like obviously spiritual things, but they, they might not be the best person for me to ask about like finances, right? Like they, that might not be the right person to actually get coached by. So like, I guess just personal question here. Um, how many like coaches do you personally have like within I, I, maybe that's like a hard question to answer, but how many coaches do no, you have? I have, I have three and, um, it's, it's something that is really intentional. Like going back to Michael Jordan, uh, Jordan had a shooting coach. He had a defense coach and he had a free throw coach. Uh, and so if we're looking at, at sports as, as an example, it's like, I don't think it's realistic to have just one person who kind of fits all. If you do, that's a huge blessing. But for me, I have someone who, coaches me in my communication as, as a preacher and as, uh, as a leader, someone who's constantly listening to messages and um, giving me feedback and stuff like that. I have someone who's coaching me as a husband and as, as someone who's leading a family, um, they're discipling me in that way. They have an extremely healthy family and, um, and they're just always prioritizing their family over the rest of their life. And so they're coaching me there. And then I have someone who's discipling me just as a follower of Jesus, as, as someone who, um, is teaching me how to interpret the Bible, to read the Bible. They kind of function as like an accountability dad in the faith. Like, Hey, 
Um, you know, this is something that you should be thinking about, or, Hey, this is something I see in you that, um, shouldn't be there and giving them the access to, to say the hard things to me that's there as well. So those are kind of the three areas that I'm being discipled in as we speak right now. And let's talk about that last one for a second. Cause again, you, uh, you know, no, one of the reasons I, I, I love you as a friend is like, you kind of just like very casually drop truth bombs like in the middle of a sentence somewhere right and it's like oh wait a second let me rewind real quick i want to okay so you so you just said like i have someone who i'm i i'm kind of putting some words in your mouth here but but this is how i heard it like i have someone who i've given permission to say hard things to me yeah <laughs> right now yeah. that is very countercultural, right that is mm-hmm. not that is not kind of the worldview that most of our students have right now. We, we kind of live in this world of like, I want to surround myself with cheerleaders. I want to surround myself with people who applaud me, who, who, who like everything I post on social. Um, and, and, and that, and, and I think that that has become, we, we've kind of taken that thought process, like, well, that's what discipleship looks like. And I need, you know, just constant affirmation, constant inspiration, constant encouragement. And you're kind of giving us a different perspective on this now. And I hope so. And I hope in doing so, you're actually challenging kind of the worldview that a lot of students have about specifically how they are going to become and continue to grow as a disciple of Christ. So double click on that thought for me. Uh, Unpack that a little bit more. What does that look like to uh, engage in difficult conversations that that you welcome and that you intentionally ask to take place in your life because you know it's going to help you grow? Yeah, yeah, man, I love that. If if someone is only discipling you by affirming what you're doing, they're not actually a mentor or someone that's discipling you. They're just mm. a fan. Like if Come they on. just clap for you, they're just a fan. And so uh, something that's been really heartbreaking for my wife and I to watch the past couple of years is just leaders in the faith that we have looked up to for a long time, um, make a decision that honestly anybody could make that caused them to fall, uh, in sin and, and really did damage to families, to churches, to entire groups of people that looked up to them. And so a part of our conversation as a husband and wife and now a family was like, Hey, we want to make sure that this doesn't happen to us. And to me, the way that that, um, the way that you set up safeguards in your life is to allow people to have the hard conversations. You know, uh, I think that, something that is, is a really hard truth is that there are a lot of leaders out there who have been given a platform without ever going through a discipleship process. You know, their talent elevated them, but they didn't have the discipleship in the background to keep them there. They didn't have the accountability in the background to keep them there. And so like going back to Reggie Wayne, he said, coach me like a rookie. I want to make sure that I'm being coached and challenged like a rookie, like a quote unquote rookie, so that I can have the quote unquote hall of fame career. And what I mean by that is just saying I can get to the end of my race hearing well done, my good and faithful servant. That's the ultimate goal for me as a man, as a follower of Jesus, as a minister. And to me, it is an absolute necessity for people to be able to criticize and coach me if I'm going to get there. Yeah. And I, I think like kind of an unintentional tie in here. So like you were, you were saying like, 
obviously they don't have they have the charisma maybe to get them the platform and not the character to back it up. That's not just a ministry thing. That's like a, like a person thing, regardless of whatever industry that you're in. And I think actually, oddly enough, MLMs are probably a great example of that, right? Like they have the charisma, <laughs> they have the ability to at least market a product and get it out there Gil's and get people to buy into it. Still trying to save that icebreaker. Just, it ties in. The Lord right knew. <laughs> the Lord knew it was a fitting analogy. Uh, but yeah, I, it's it's the same kind of like right principle. Like they have the charisma, they have the skill set to at least market things, but they can't actually like. I don't know. They don't have the integrity to really build a, a longstanding business outside of like some short-term cash. But okay. So one of our last questions for you here, Noah, um, before we let you go today is, do you, do you have a story of a student right now that's doing this really well that you've encountered like within the last year, maybe someone who's really living this out? Yeah. So, uh, you guys know, I used to lead a, a college ministry not too long ago. And, um, we had this guy, he was a freshman in college. He was 18 years old and he started coming to our college ministry. He was, he was kind of a mess. I'm not going to lie. Um, and I asked for permission to share this story, but he was the guy that like only wanted to be seen with, um, with our team just because he was trying to get girls at our ministry, like very <laughs> much so. And, uh, I preached on discipleship one night and he came up to me afterwards and he was like, Hey man, I really want to, I really want to be discipled. And, um, I was like, okay, like, of course you do. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll see about this, but he kept nagging me and nagging me. And eventually he pulled out that little tip that I gave about trying to solve a problem. And he was like, Hey, I know that, that you show up here every single, uh, Thursday afternoon and set up chairs for the college ministry. Let me take that off your plate. And so it actually okay. kind of softened my heart towards him. Cause I was like, Hey, like this guy, like really is trying to save me time. Like maybe I should get coffee with him. Long story short, I discipled this guy. His name's Nathan for about six months. Every single morning we would wait, uh, sorry, every single Monday morning, we would wake up and grab coffee at 6am. I said, Hey, if you're serious about this, this is the only hour of the day that I have open. We're going to wake up at six. We're going to read the word together. We're going to talk. I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to correct the things in you, um, that I feel like need to be corrected. And if you're open to this, I promise it'll change your life. And for six months, he did that. And at the end of the six months, I walked into that same coffee shop that we would meet at on Monday mornings on a Tuesday morning. And my friend Nathan was in there with two guys with their Bibles open, two other freshmen that he started discipling. And um, that same guy, Nathan, he now functions as the number two guy for that college ministry with several hundred college students uh, that he started just attending as a freshman. And now he's one of the main leaders of it, discipling dozens of kids every single year. And uh, just really, uh, he, he's an absolute world changer for Jesus. And so just an example of, of one, one guy who got hungry for hard coaching and it was hard. And uh, now he's seeing the fruit of it in his life. Yeah, that's so good. Uh, Noah, last question for you, for the student listening who is is right now thinking, yeah, that's what I want. I need that. What's a really good first step for them to take towards um, just getting someone to coach them like a rookie, finding that yeah. person? Well, good first step. I think identifying the person that you want to be that person can some sometimes be the trickiest, especially when you're in high school and, and maybe you're just trying to figure out, like, I don't even really know what all I should be looking for. And so my first next step would be go to your youth pastor or go to your pastor, explain to them what you're wanting, explain to them what you're desiring and say, Hey, does anyone come to mind that you think I should reach out to? Now, don't let your pastor have the conversation for you. 
you have the conversation yourself with that person, but go to your pastor or your youth pastor and see if they'll help you identify someone that they think would be good for you. Yeah. Noah, thank you so much for today, man. You killed it. I loved all the things you had to say. We, we're going to have a lot to unpack in our overtime episode, but uh, students, make sure that you catch our overtime conversation later this week uh, with the rest of the LTG podcast crew. We're going to be unpacking this and talking about how to apply it to our lives, but uh, we hope this content has been helpful for you. If it has been, please share it with your friends on social media. Feel free to tag us at LTG Conference, and you can find me at Gilbo Swaggins. Uh, you can find me at Aaron Holt. Noah, uh, where can students uh, drop you a message if they want to contact you? Yeah, I'm on social media, all of them, at Noah Heron. I'm probably most active on Instagram. Um, we also have a YouTube channel and a podcast. If you just search Noah or Maddie Heron, it should pop up. Would love That's to connect. Awesome. What's the name of your uh, your podcast? Um, it's called All of Our Ways, but caveat, at the, at the beginning of the new year, it's just changing to the Young Leadership Podcast, uh, the Young Christian Leader Podcast. Love <laughs> it. You can get that right. That's, love <laughs> it. Students, go out, subscribe to that, check that one out as well. And uh, Noah, again, thanks for being with us today. Students, remember you're called to lead your generation. Do it with passion for Christ. Do it with love for others. 